guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. Well, this is a very unique kind of podcast. I've never done something <laughs> like this before, obviously. But basically, Jesse is a good friend of mine. is basically going across the country for two weeks on a bike with a, a gaggle of friends. And I thought this would be very interesting to kind of hear about the mindset, how the training is, how this whole thing even kind of evolved. Knowing Jesse, I'm sure it was your idea. And you thought, okay, like, how, who am I going to get to get involved? Like, well, how did you even think of this? Because knowing, just start, because it's like, I don't even know where to begin with you. Well, no, I mean, I, I have a philosophy that I follow that I've learned from Kevin, who will be here in a minute, where every year I try to put something big on my calendar. And I've been doing it for years. Here's Kevin. Here's Kevin. Oh. And take a seat, Kev. So, you're a beast for finding out. <laughs> so this year, since... So this, I've been doing that for a long time. And way back in 2006, I kind of made like a list of things I wanted to do in my lifetime. And ride across the country was always one of them. But it was never the right time. You know, I always had work or this or that. So this year I was talking to Chris, who's a good friend of mine. And I, I said, you know, we said, there's no better time than now. Let's make it happen. Let's carve out, you know, how fast can we do it? We started mapping this out. We said, let's take two weeks and try to get across the country 3,000 miles in in uh in two weeks and then it was like who else is crazy enough to do it right and honestly Devin beside is crazy enough because I feel like you're always like side by side with like these kind of action oriented things like hell on the hill I always see you guys doing it together even though I know that's your thing a lot of these things right like you're kind of you just are you just up for everything whenever anytime yeah it's like I think everyone at this table can agree when Jesse says let's go do something you kind of just say let's go no it's amazing it's Nobody kind of creates more excitement than you, Jesse. Well, honestly. I appreciate it. But everybody here is built a life on adventure. Everybody here has really good work-life balance. All there's ten of us riding, and everybody here has really, you know, made sure to emphasize while they build their career, whatever their career. We have some that are in the police, that are policemen, some that are in the military, some that are trainers. That while they're doing that, and entrepreneurs, Dev, Rick, Brian is his own company. You know, we try to make sure that we also take care of ourselves and do stuff that we love to do. We love it. Chris is a term that I love. And he says, you know, he, he calls it being adventure ready. Adventure ready. Yeah. I mean, when that call comes, you want to be in a place that you can say yes to the phone call. And that is whether it's skiing in Japan with your buddies or it's a bike ride like this, that you have a base level of fitness just because you live a healthy lifestyle. To then say, you know what, I can be ready. What, how long do I need? Six weeks, eight weeks, what's it gotta be? And then going from there. And so I think everybody at this table and in this group is always adventure ready and then pivot to whatever the adventure is. Okay, so let's break it down. So you have this idea, you said this, this is something that you wanted to do on your bucket list. You then called your friends, like, who, what's your background? Let me start with you because Chris, you have a yep. talk about your background. I'm a, I'm, I'm a former uh, athlete, did triathlon for many years, and then uh, moved into sort of coaching and endurance coaching and mindset coaching. And so now I work with Jesse on a variety of uh, things when it comes to coaching, mindset, executive coaching, and then we also have all day running coaching. Wow. Okay. And Kevin, what is your what is your background? So I'm a police officer, and oh, okay. uh, I, I like I love the term adventure ready. I like to always think that if anyone calls me any day, I can do always do a half Ironman and maybe even an Ironman. But just like Chris said, just to be ready, like always ready to do something. Jesse calls, I'm ready. So I feel like you guys all have. <coughs> so that's how you guys are all kind of. It sounds to me 
have a very similar mindset, regardless of the actual background you do day to day. You guys all come from that adventurous background and are somewhat very somewhat athletic in your life, doing something. Not maybe not an Olympian, but something else. You look like you are like a cyclist, though. We changed his name. I need to be a little bit. And not and not to kind of go through everybody here, but overall, like you guys all have you guys all had cycling as your background a little bit, or is it just all different just types of sports that you now that you can, you can train for this? I just bought the bike. I just bought the bike three weeks ago. What? I just bought the bike three weeks ago. You've never biked before. No, I mean not until three weeks ago. I mean, I know how to ride a bike. Not a road bike, not yeah. like a road like bike. Like a mountain bike. Yeah. No, road bike, no. I'm learning the si signals for sand and stop <laughs> and slow down. Yeah, you figure it out. That's why Jeb's in the back. No one's buying <laughs> <laughs> Jeb's always the get pulled. Well, is, is there like somebody who's steering the ship, though, so to speak, that's kind of keeping everything in line? Well, Nate, 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 our former pro mountain biker, and, and so he's Where is he? He's not here. He's outside the building. He's straight. Okay, okay. So he's kind of Okay, so he's yeah. not really involved in this podcast today. But there's okay. two parts of this, Jen. I mean, okay. part one is getting across the country safe. Yeah. Oh, I know. But part two is like, when do you get a chance to go away with friends? Seriously, like we all have families and you know, when do you have a chance to go away for two weeks with friends? So we're getting our bikes across the country, but we're also, we're bringing a sauna, we're bringing cold plunges. We're gonna break down at night in campsites in an RV and wow. tents. And we're turning it into like, like really like teenagers going on a teen tour, you know, we're turning it into a real experience. The common thread is everybody here has an athletic background or, or is into this kind of stuff. But more importantly, like we're, we understand the importance of friendship and experiences. And we're not trying to set a world record here. Like we wanna have fun, we wanna see the country. I've never seen the country, you know? And I think for anyone listening, as you get older, to create newness is really hard. Like yeah. where does newness come from? You have to schedule it. Like it doesn't just happen. You go to work, you go home, you put your kids to sleep, you wake up, you do it again. You have to schedule newness. Like Rick's a really good example of that. Like Rick is a really aggressive calendar. He plans trips, he plans races, he plans date nights, and, and he sold two businesses or more, I don't, I don't even know. But he's got a really aggressive planning schedule. And for us, you know, this is about newness. It's about the, it's about the unknown. Like, how do we plan it? We're, we're loosey-goosey plan. But a lot of the adventure is, is figuring it out as you go. Okay, so what is the, what kind of uh, training schedule did have, like, to drive your bike from one part of the country to another, that requires a lot of training and time. So what is that training like? And what is like the breakdown day to day? I feel I, I, you should definitely take this, but I, I personally think that everyone's kind of been training their whole life for something like this and, and not to go back to adventure ready, but like everyone's in shape, you know? So now it's just like, you know, kind of alt altering it a little bit. So rather than doing, you know, 500 push-ups a day, maybe I'm only going to do a hundred and go do 30 miles instead. I mean, that's for me at least. No, I, I understand. altering that part. But I'm just saying, like, I'm in shape, right? But I'm not, I don't cycle for hours and hours every day, right? So even if I would say yes to something like this, I would imagine every day you'll be what? You'll be cycling how many hours a day to get from here to, you know, across the country in Only 14 days? <laughs> just 12 hours, right? Like, like what, like how many hours are you guys planning on, on driving a bike every day? Like 12 hours? Sun up to sundown. 
Right. So that's a whole different modality of training. So if I'm a runner, for example, and I've never done my bike or I've never done whatever, it would take me a while to get to that level. Like how, how many months do you get to train like reverse engineer to get ready, even if you are adventure ready? So just to, just, to, just to take it one step back before you even answer that, Kevin was talking about this earlier, but this is our job for 14 days. So that we've, you know, like you can't go into this with a lot on your mind or a lot of work. So we cleared this slate. Anything like this, you got to clear the slate. And this is our job. So like it's, it starts with not how many miles or whatever. It's, we've all committed. We all talked about it today. Everybody here is committed to stuff. They're, no, they are. They we're committed to go through whatever it takes to make sure that this group gets across. So it's less about the how many miles, how many, it's like there's a serious commitment and bond already formed. And, you know, what I love about this stuff is the, the, the bonds that come from anything like this that you do with friends, that's tough and you suffer with it as a group. You know, it's so much deeper than sitting in a cubicle for 10 years in an office. So the training, but going back to this, so it starts with the mindset that we're committed to doing it. We've already done it. We're filling in the blank. The ride's done. There's no way we're not getting across the country. We just got to get across the country now. So the commitment is there. The training varies. You know, Jack, Jack, how old are you? 66. So Jack is the oldest of the group. Jack is 66 years old. He's 66 years old. And he has been, you know, he's been training. I mean, what what's some of the miles that you've done? We Kevin the longest has been 100 mile rides. Right. But Couple, seven? Yeah. <laughs> How many hundreds? I think only two, three. Yeah, I think I did three. Yeah. So you don't have to go crazy with the training, right, Chris? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's funny. You ask what, how many months of training did we do? We, none of us did any months of training. <laughs> yeah. We did a bunch of weeks, but that's, I think, the group that Jesse put together that we all know we're going to figure this out physically, mentally, emotionally for two weeks, however we need to. And we have some stronger cyclists and some newer cyclists, but put this group together, it's gonna get the job done. Right, no, I'm, I'm just more, this is more like just tactical yeah. curiosity, right? Like, And from a tactical standpoint, the only thing we have to get ready for is getting used to sitting on a bike seat. Yeah. Right? Because uh, it gets uncomfortable, it gets really difficult after a while, but that's sort of the last six weeks, eight weeks, you're just sort of doing reps of that. Now, what happens if one person doesn't want to ride like more than a few, like if they don't feel well? Can they go into the van? Yes. And, like, so there's no, there's no like, if there's not like, there's no one to stick with, right? Like, so if one person can't do one day, that's fine. Like, yeah. it's very, that's what you mean by loosey-goosey, yeah. right? Like, there's, it's not, there's not like a stringent thing where. Yeah, I mean, someone had, someone had asked me on Instagram, are we going to post our Strava, like our yeah. digitally post our daily mileage? You know, they wanted to make sure that we, the guy said to me, like, I want to make sure you guys are fully transparent. And I was like, I'm riding a bike. <laughs> I'm not running for office. <laughs> you know, like, do I, who am I trying to impress? Yeah. You know, right. but you know, like, it's the same mindset. We, we have, I guess, Rick, you have your own company. We have two or three people here that are, that are business owners. And I think it's a similar kind of thing. It's like, when you start a business or you do arrive, any big goal, it's like, if you get hung up in the how, too much of the how, it gets really intimidating and overwhelming. And, overwhelming. Yeah. and like, we never think about, like, I never think about the how. It's like, you know, you create this idea and this vision of what you want to do, and then you figure it out. Yeah. We're riding our bike across the country, and then we're, we're going to figure it out. 
That's so interesting. It, it reminds me, like, this should be like a movie, like an old school. Remember the movie Old, like, old School or one of those where the guys, just, a bunch of guys just randomly get, do something? And, like, it's, it seems very yeah. like this. It's kind of like, there's, it's very fluid. That doesn't But in that is the beauty. No, like, yes. In that is the adventure. In that is the curiosity. In that is that we don't know. Yeah. In that is like that adventure because we don't know what two days from now will bring. Right. And right. that's what exactly fires up this group. It's is an that experience. We know we'll figure it out. But like, okay, but how about the, t I, I keep on going back to like tactical, like logistics, weather, stuff like that. Like who, who is the person who's, is that Nate as well? Who's uh -huh. kind of like figuring out the weather and stuff, the, yeah. the details like that because... We have evening tactical meetings okay. where we go over the day, how it went, what we can improve, and what the next day looks like, and t terrain, and wind, and conditions, and how we're feeling, and then we're just going to work from there right. one day at a time. But I it's mean, more experience-oriented, yeah. not not so much about the Strava yes. you know, data. Strava, no one here knows, everybody here, we're starting tomorrow morning, everybody here knows their role and responsibility for tomorrow, and what the route is, the elevation, the wind, the weather in the morning, the weather at night, not one single person here knows day two. And definitely no one knows day three. But that's the beauty. No, no, but when you, no, no, that's no, 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 no. no, but Jen, you want to talk about yeah. tactics. Yes, 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 yes. Think about that. Because we can't get to day two if we don't complete day one. So we're locked into day one. We have a plan and a mission. We broke a 14-day thing into digestible bites. Right. Tomorrow's day one. And then after that, then we're going to break and peel apart day two in an ops meeting. Everyone will get their roles and responsibilities. Because we have some guys that can climb better than others. Some guys that want to grind at night. Some guys are workhorses. Like everybody's a different role, and, we'll, and, we'll, and that role will change. Some, right. like, I, I, for example, Rick might be Rick's a very skilled rider. He's done. He's a world class Ironman. He's done. Um, he ran seven marathons in seven continents. So did Chris. If it's raining and sloppy. Rick might have a lead role that day. So every day is different, but like anything, it's digestible bites. Literally, like no one here is thinking of this as 3,000 miles. Everybody is thinking of it. What we're all really, really good at, because we've done, you know, we've done a bunch of endurance stuff, is pedal by pedal. Mm -hmm. Everybody's good at, at staying, at being present. Because if you get out of that mindset, oh my God, we got 2,960 more months, it's done. It's just pedal to pedal, hill to hill. And that's the approach. More from our guests, but first a few words from our sponsor. So are you looking to budget your food expenses ahead of summer? Well, then you've got to try every plate. I know, another meal kit service, right? But seriously, you guys, every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. And there is absolutely no hidden fees. And you can enjoy great meals week after week. I'm obsessed with every plate. There are great meal options that everybody in my family loves. And of course, fewer trips to the grocery store for me. And I was able to put together meals in less than 30 minutes. Every plate plans the meals and delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. So you can make mealtimes fit your schedule, not the other way around. Customize every plate meals to your liking with options and you can swap proteins and sides or add a protein to veggie dishes each week. You just do you. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code HUSTLE149. Again, 
That's everyplate.com slash podcast and promo code HUSTLE149. What about like nutrition then? Did you guys, is there that, are you guys thinking about that? Did anyone eat properly to training that wise for energy for anything? Or is it just also winging it? You're eating just a bunch of like whatever. Come on, Devin. I mean, the whole thing is fasting. <laughs> 14 days. <laughs> on water, on water. You're doing a five-day water fast already today. Oh, it's not like, really a fast. Right, right, right. I've right, noticed right. in like endurance, like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, climbing mountains like 41 hours straight, right? Like you're kind of just getting whatever you can in your body. Mm-hmm. Like whenever your body's hungry and it's like, you know, you feel that you just get whatever you can, whatever you can kind of feel like there's no, I don't, I mean, I don't, I've never really had a protocol for that, but I do know the only protocol I've stuck to is more fats. Cause like when you, when you go long, long periods of times, your body starts to burn fast versus carbs. Mm-hmm. And so anything over an hour or two, I'm just eating fats as much as possible. A lot of honey, a lot of coconut manya, just fats. Chris, I mean, yeah. And we're going to be on the bike so many hours that our food windows are going to be very limited. And so we're just going to be eating the entire time. And it is sort of like whatever we can get now. We are lucky. (laughs) We have a chef. There is a chef. There is Chef Wesley. She has put a lot of thought into this and a lot of care into making sure we get in a lot of calories, like eight to 10,000 calories in the little windows that we can actually right. eat. Because yeah. while you're on the bike, you can't eat that much, so you're already creating a deficit. So those 12 hours, 10 hours that we're off the bike of the 24 hour window, we're also sleeping in there somewhere. So it's gonna have this eating a lot component. Most of you guys lose a lot of weight just because of the amount of, even if you were to, are, are adventure ready, I would imagine that you would still have to, you'd lose a lot of weight just yeah. by adding this amount of, yeah added exercise. We're going to retain a lot of water. Um, it's just that it's how the body responds um, and, and will react to the inflammation that this mm-hmm. is creating. But yeah, I would see afterwards that three, four days after, it's just going to come shedding off of us and yeah. it's going to be a good before and after picture. What'd you, how much weight did you lose training, Kev? Uh, about 14 pounds. Did you lose any, Tim? No. no. Oh, <laughs> Listen. Really? I, I think I, I think that like for four that the fourteen days, like as we just continue to go and go, like one thing is we're gonna like ride ourselves into shape, you know, like because everyone here is not like an amateur or professional cyclist, like there's the Ram, the race across America, and people are trying to kind of compare that to what we're doing. It's it's different, you know, and we're here to build bonds and to have an experience, but to get through with the same with the determination every day. And I think that, you know, once we finish, get, you know, leave San Diego, we hit the first hill, reality's gonna hit. That's <laughs> exactly. Shit, we got a long way to go. Right, and yeah. you guys didn't all know each other, you said before. No, so yeah. we're gonna learn each other. You're gonna yeah. get to know each other on this ride, basically. Yeah, and our legs are gonna get to learn yeah. the road. I think that, and, but the mind, I think the common thing here is mindset is, as anyone in, who's done anything endurance-wise or anything that they don't think they can do, they have to put their mind to it. Also, what I think is really interesting for anyone listening is like, when, when you can put yourself in a group of people like this, I'm the youngest kid in the group, I'm 30. I'm, I'm a sponge. I'm listening to Jack and his stories 
I mean, the guy was in the military for 25 years. Jesse, five plus companies, three plus companies sold. All these guys have like insane stories. Everyone has a story. All you have to do is ask. And so like anyone listening, highly encourage, get a group of people. If you, even if you've never met them, I met Jack this morning for the first time. Oh, really? Right? So it's like, but I've already learned so much about him <laughs> where I'm like, man, this guy's wise. He's a wise guy, you know? And I don't know. I, I just think it's where your brain really starts to expand is when you meet new people and see new things. Yeah, School absolutely. doesn't do that for you. Cubicles will never do that for you. A happy hour, a real estate happy hour, find it like that's never going to do it for you. But when you have totally random people somewhat, but have similar values, I think that's what everyone shares here. Everyone likes adventure. Everyone loves their family. Everyone wants to grow. Everyone likes doing gritty stuff. Wants to um, suffer together. Yeah, suffer everyone together. wants to suffer. Everyone has the same values. So you start putting those people together and you start seeing new stuff, your brain starts to expand. Well, shared experiences it bonds people together. Can, right? can I say something, Jen? Yes, of so, course you can. So I think that I will say that, you know, like it's just lifestyle for everyone. I think lifestyle for everyone here is that we, you know, you want to push up. Everyone's athletic at some point in life. And I think, and I, I don't want, but I don't want to embarrass Jess, but we're very fortunate that we have Jesse as well. Because Jesse is a person who has motivated a lot of people. And, you know, I saw Jesse do his first 100 mile race. I crewed him back when no one was doing 100 mile races. And I don't just, how many people showed up to Texas? We had 100 people. I mean, this was 2007, maybe. Yeah. Look at how many people run 100 mile races back then. We had an RV. We had, we had bands. We had like, well, Jesse had bands. I was, <laughs> and, and I mean, I just, but my job, it was, I tell you, it was, I was so nervous because, uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse's cousin and myself, we had to keep track of the laps because they had a counter, but we had to make sure I keep, it was so nerve wracking yeah. to do a hundred miler. But my, my point is, is he's taken that and the community that we had there, everyone was there to watch him. We had, we had campsites, his, his parents, his dad was there and it was the most incredible experience over there. Jesse raised a million dollars in 2007 doing a hundred mile race, a million dollars. He gave a hundred grand to 10 different charities. And let me tell you something, he's still, those people are still right by Jesse. And from there, all this is just built on itself. And that's why we're, we're all similar, but you know, Jesse put this in motion for us. Right. And that's, that, that is, I mean, that is, that's as a friend, you. Jesse's been a great friend to me for so long. So that's, you know, I just, that's a really amazing you. story. Yeah. It's the truth. It's, yeah. It's well, the greatest thing about having, you know, of, you know, people's relationship with money is very warped. And I don't think if I were to say that people listening, like if people wired you a million dollars, $5 million, you know, what would you do with it? Most people don't even know what they're even working for. Right. But the, the money, you know, should make your life better. It should make it richer in experiences. And like, for me, I don't have a lot of Picassos on my wall of zero. I don't have a lot of, you know, I like doing this. And the best part of it is you get to do it with your friends and you get to treat your friends to things that, all of us wouldn't have been able to probably do, you know, the way we're doing it. And we talk about that all the time. It's not like we hide from it. Like it's, you know, it's an amazing gift, but, and we're in a position to do it. And that's the best part about this. You know, it's being able to share things like this with people. And like, for me, I feel so lucky that I, I'm going to, like we always said, how can we be in this age healthy enough, financially okay enough and spiritual enough to take this journey? And to have husbands, wives, but friends, kids, whatever, girlfriends that 
give us the freedom to do it. You know, like a lot of times you could get met with resistance. Like, what are you doing? You know, like that would lead to so much resentment. You know, if, if Rick said to his wife, I want to do this. And, and his wife said, Rick, I'm not letting you do that. He would resent his wife, but he's in a relationship where we're all in relationships where we're, we can do that. And that's like such a gift from our partners, you know, because I have a lot of friends that are like, well, I'll never be allowed to do that. And, you know, that's, that's a tough way to go through it. Yeah, absolutely. That was my next question. Like, what is your, what do your family say? Even like your, your mom or dad who's still a lot, whoever, you know, cause it's, there's an element of danger, right? You're riding on. No, but I mean, just, just the element of danger alone, not, not even so much about like not letting you leave the house, like a wife or, or whatever, but just like your kids or your mom or your dad, like, cause of the, it is kind of a nerve wracking thing to be on the road with cars and whatever else can happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anybody have any, do you want to, how about you? Do you want to, do you want to say something? Doc. Well, I'd like to get back to the wife thing because I, I don't even know half these guys' wives, but I know that's a fact that Jesse said. Yeah. Being in the military for 25 years and my wife is always say, go. You know, it's going to be three months. Go. That's what you want to do. For this trip, as Jesse says, I use Morse code if you want to communicate with me. <laughs> my wife downloaded the equipment list. She bought everything on that list. She packed it up. I came in. She goes, your underwear is over there if you want it. And other than that, you're ready to go. That's awesome. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. That's amazing. Where do you live, by the way? Like, where, I live like, in New York. New York. Okay. Where do most of you guys, are you guys all? New York. New York? California. Arizona. And you, so this is, by the way, is this the first, is this your first adventure with Jesse? I know yours is not, yours is not, yours is not, yours is definitely not. Have you guys had other adventures all together, like even if it wasn't with this particular group? Yeah. 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 So Jack, Kevin and I did a, a hike up at Mount Washington in New Hampshire. And I was concerned that if, if you, in, in uh, Mount Washington in the winter, when you do a hike and you get up there, if you, if you hurt your ankle, there's no way down. So I said to Kevin, what happens if I sprain my ankle? It's minus 30 degrees up there. You know, it's five miles down or whatever. How am I going to get down? Kevin's like, I'll take you down. I said, what if you sprain your ankle? He's like, good point. I'll bring Jack. <laughs> and that's how I met Jack. <laughs> True story. That's really, really funny. There was, there was a pause. There was, there was a, a pause. pause. Like, He's like, you got a good point. I'll bring Jack. <laughs> I never think I'll Jack bring Jack. Jack just fallen right. off his motorcycle. And so he, he didn't tell his wife he was going. So he's not in any of the pictures. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. No. Every time we took a picture, like Jack moved to the side. Oh my God. And Jack did something. This is so awesome. funny. It actually shows that like basically similar people gravitate to each other, right? Like look at this group of people that you have. And, and Tim and I, Brian and I have done a bunch of stuff. Uh, Rick, this is our first... We, we rode our bike together. Well, this is our first kind of real event together. And Tim and I have done multiple. Well, he crewed me for Ultraman. You know, we main. Yeah, we've all we've all done really cool stuff. And like, no one's won anything. Kevin's won some stuff, but no one's no one's won anything. Oh, some stuff. Chris, we're having a movie. Chris, messing up the bell curve. <laughs> And so is me. I mean, everyone here. He, I mean, he's so a college athlete, you know, college athlete. The interesting thing that, yeah. that brought is that 
these two weeks also you get into somewhat of a flow state, right? Because you're you're on this challenge skill threshold, right? Like it's it's going to be very hard, but and we have to use all our skills that we've accumulated, whether through a lifetime or over the last few weeks, yeah. uh, to stay safe <laughs> on the road because there's a danger level, right? Yeah, so you're already very immersed in the moment. You're very focused, but then also this aspect of learning new people and growing and, and getting insights from different people, that raises the, the interest level and the memories even more. So then into unknown territory with people you're getting to know who all come with different skills. I mean, we're going to get to Florida and it's it's just going to be this blur That's of what it means. really deep, immersive 14 days. Yeah, I'm have, not, you, yeah. have you guys envisioned Florida in your head yet or not? No. I no, haven't no, at all. I'm thinking no. about tomorrow. I can't yeah. even imagine. I haven't either. Yeah. Usually, like you, you, think, you know, you, you like to envision the yeah, sale of a company or yeah. or the finish line of a marathon, but I haven't let myself get there yet. Uh, or the route. I've, 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 I've got to survive yeah. so far. That's a further thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're stopping at a resort day two in Arizona. Oh, you are! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Are you going to stay there for the rest of the time? Tim's got his nails done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm maybe to like the Texas border, but beyond that. My head just starts falling apart. I'm, I'm staying on one day at a time. I mean, I don't, this is such a, like I said, unique podcast. It's hard because I'm very curious and I don't know how to, about all of you guys. Because at then, the, the basically though, you guys are all very accomplished athletes. And I want to make sure people understand that. You guys, you didn't ask people who are not, it's not like nobody here has been doing things daily, every day, in like in their personal fitness and health and wellness, right? Like the average Joe couldn't just decide because they follow you. Yeah, I want to do this to you. And the reason why I'm asking this is when you decided to do this, did you make it so anybody who is in your friendship group is available so that they can join? Did you ask very specific people that you knew could actually like do it, like him and him and him? Like Everybody here is pretty accomplished in that area. Yeah. Um, well, two things. One is this isn't biking. You. Biking is different because of the danger factor. Yes, that's so right. So you have to be comfortable making turns and with cars whizzing by you and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that was a, and Dev, Dev is a quick study. I mean, we, we joke about it, but Dev's are, you know, Dev, yes. Devin will be able to, to, to sort it out and figure it out. He bear crawled in a marathon. I maybe. know. I was going <laughs> to actually um, talk about that, but. <laughs> but you're going to do it. <laughs> like, but this is, that's, that's what I'm saying though. So when I'm, you first I'm, decided that this was, like, not decided, this was one of your things you always wanted to do. But were you strategic in like, okay, these are the people that I'm going to go after? Or did you open it to all your friends who were just like... You know what? But you, you know what? It didn't get past 10 people. He only had to ask 10 people. I know, no. That was it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, but you, if you would ask 30, Everyone 30 people would yes. be here right now. 40 people, if you would have asked 40. Look at that pickle thing. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just put it out there and you'll have the entire, you know, half of the U.S. going to be, will be like outside doing it with you. The camaraderie and the, the getting, you know, it's like putting together a professional sports team, the locker room has to be right. Right. The, the RV and the tents have to be right. And, and you know, if someone's slow here, no one cares. This is a group of guys that's just going to be supportive. And so that came into, into, into play. Uh, and we have a great group. And not only the riders, there's 10 riders, but there's, you know, we're documenting it. So there's a film crew. No, tell we, them, tell we them. We have, yeah, we have... We have an RV, we have two support vehicles. We are pulling, we have, we have a chef with the eat. We're in the middle of nowhere. So there's a total of 27 people. I think 32, because some are going in and out. Right. 32 people that are part of this caravan to put this on. So we have a chef. We have a chef and the chef has someone helping. 
We have so two we shots, have, basically. Yeah, we have it. We have um, tattoo artist <laughs> for you, <laughs> obviously. We have we're sleeping in an RV. The RV is a driver, mm -hmm. and then we have tents because we can't accomplish this 27 people. Right. So there's a guy that has the tent company. He has a, his own RV pulling the tents that he's going to set up. Okay. We have two people that are going to be at the RV parks to make sure that we have seven vehicles, that they're all set up on time. We have two support cars with two drivers. Okay. Um, we're pulling a sauna and two cold plunges <laughs> on a flatbed truck. How big's the sauna? How big's the sauna that you're taking? Two's two. <laughs> two saunas. Two of us. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Very serious. <laughs> we like to think of this as a sauna trip with the bike ride. Yeah, I was going to say, is that really more or less what it's going to be? Like Basically. cold plunging and saunas and a little bit of biking in between. Yeah, let me tell you something. We are probably, if you look at this group as bike riders, we're, you know, excluding Rick and Chris, Nate, we're, Brian, we're probably B minus cyclists. Mm -hmm. We're not like pro cyclists at all. We're better than recreational, mm -hmm. whatever. We are top. 20 in the world on the people. <laughs> and cold plunging, at least, at least. I mean, so you're bringing the cold plunge, cold plunge, like the... Tim's one of the best yeah. sauna people I've ever, ever. Well, Who can yeah. stay longer than a sauna longer than Tim? Isn't sauna Poppy the best sauna person? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. professional. So what is he doing? Okay, he's I'll, in the sauna I, right I just, is, is that what he's doing right now? That's why he's not he's, here he's in the broadcast. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the sauna's cold. Yeah. yeah. He is a, yeah, he's a professional. So he does for a living. What do you mean a professional sauna person? That doesn't even make any sense. He just sits in a sauna all day. People going to work like nine to five, finance, real estate. Yeah. He goes nine to five, sauna cold plunges. <laughs> Literally, he just does rounds, long innings. But does it? Is, but how do you get? How is that an occupation? It's, you can make anything you want an occupation. Do you get paid? <laughs> do you get paid to be sitting in a sauna all day? People pay to go in the sauna with him. Why? He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yes. same, reason, same reason you sit down and do a podcast with you. Yeah, yeah. I, but no, it's not the same. I'm not, I, what's confusing is, isn't that like a pastime, a hobby? How does that become a job? Does he so, teach people how to sit for a If you look at the wave time? of all the hot, cold contrast yes, therapy uh -huh, yeah, on, yeah. so he was ahead of the curve. He 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 has a facility where people come in and he, he, all day long he goes in the hot and cold with them and teaches them how to breathe and how to do Brilliant. this. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, also keep in mind. So where is we, he? We, we, we talked to Sonny. We had a retreat. Too cold in here for him. <laughs> <laughs> we were, he doesn't go anywhere this full of what I We were at one of the Hell on the Hills uh, that, that uh, Jesse and all they running, we put together. And yeah. he slept in the sauna instead of in the RV. He chose to sleep in a 120 degree sauna. He was insulted. He yes. wasn't brought up that he was sleeping in an RV. So Stop he it. set up it's a serious? For him, he had a beautiful like cot and sleeping bag, and he had the choice of the RV. And he goes, "No, bro, I'm going in my sauna." And he slept in a sauna that was still cooling down from 180 degrees for the night. And he woke up in the morning happy, smiling. My favorite thing about sauna oh God, is, is he crazy. created these oils for the like eucalyptus yeah. kind of things for the specifically for the sauna. Right. He has his custom blend, the poppy, the poppy blend, but it also doubles as his. Deodorant? Yeah. <laughs> and lotion. No way. I swear. Yeah, it smells great. <laughs> it's like essential oil. It was in the sauna, but he always smells like <laughs> Is this for real? Oh, yeah. No, no, where stuff. did you find the this person? Oh, and the breeze. In the sauna. No, no, no. What sauna did you even 
you find him in the first place? Did you find him? Did you find him? I, I, I found the body. I found the body. I found the body. We were at the I don't know his name. Do you guys know his name? I don't know his name. Luis. What's his name? Luis. No idea. So is there also a cold plunger poppy? Or like, or a punch poppy? No, but there's a pickle poppy. Is there? Oh, that's you. Uh, oh, there's a pickle. But you're like you, you wear lots of hats, Poppy. It's like an all-day running Poppy, a running Poppy, a biking Poppy. Yeah. Do, are you the cold punch Poppy then, or the plunge Poppy? No. I, I see you sitting in that I like paper. Doing a lot of stuff. I'm a lot of Poppy. Yeah, you're a lot of Poppy. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember Evil Knievel? Yeah. You guys remember Evil Knievel? Yeah. yeah that was like a modern-day Evil Knievel yeah. at the motorcycle. It's yeah. crazy. So I'm here to bust a myth. Salt is good. Yeah, that's right. We actually want more salt, not less. And this is why everyone is raving about Element Electrolytes. Did you know you actually want to reach a baseline of four to six grams of daily sodium for optimal health? That's right. Element has put together a truly meaningful dose of electrolytes in a science-backed ratio to provide you with optimal results. Element contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, and zero sugar. This bold yet simple formula is based on the latest scientific literature that is not reflected by the FDA recommendations. That's why it's time to try Element now. You can receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you order through drinkelement.com slash habits and hustle. Again, you can receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you order through drinkelement slash habits and hustle. That's drinklmnt.com slash habits and hustle. I've seen you like do crazy shit on like a treadmill. Like you're running and then you do 10 backflips back. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, and then you do a, you bear crawled across the country. Uh, I, no, not yet. Bear oh, I thought you did. Bear, bear crawled in America. Not yet. Oh, not across the country. Sorry. <laughs> you're, sorry, sorry. You're biking across the country. <laughs> but maybe now there's an idea in there. Yeah. Maybe you'll do yeah. that. That's the answer to everything. Not yet. So wait, you bear called a marathon. Yeah, 26.2 miles in 20 hours and 48 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Through New York City. Started in Brooklyn, all the way up through Harlem, back down through Central Park. So where did you even get that idea? Oh, man. Shoot. This is like 2019. And I was out in England with my buddy Ross Edgley. He just finished swimming around Great Britain in 147 days without touching land. Mm. And him and I were together in England. He's like, man you should do something crazy. And I'm like, what do you think I should do? Bear-call <laughs> <laughs> marathon. And I'm like, right when he said that, I bear-called your yards. And I turn around and I said, I think I could do this. <laughs> and then I got back to America and I just started bear-calling. So I, bear, I did a one-mile bear-call in New York City, like day one. But before that, 24 hours prior, I started calling on my buddy. He said, dude, I'm going to bear-call the marathon. I'm going to bear-call this marathon. I'm telling my family I'm going to bear-call this marathon. So I go in and do a mile. And I was like, shit. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I was like, I already told everyone I got to do this now. So I just started bear crawling every day for a year. <laughs> yeah. Is that the craziest thing you've done? Or is there a crazy nah. <laughs> What's the craziest thing that you've done? I mean, that was pretty great. I mean, I would say at Cacagua, the highest point in South America is 23, about 23,000 feet. And uh, you're supposed to climb it in 12 days. 
and like acclimate properly. And we climbed in 41 hours without acclimating. And oh that was, gosh. that was pretty messed up. That was yeah. pretty hard in the body, but those, those are pretty close, but it's just your body. I mean, how, how far can your body go without sleeping? Chris, you know, like, how, like, we'll find out. Yeah. You know, so 24 hours, 36, a hundred, like what is your body capable of? I, I don't know. He, he made a really good point today we, we kind of went around the circle and said, why, like, you know, what, what do you want your miles to be? And he was just like, I just want to be a pain cave. You know, I just, I just want to, I do what, you know, you just want to hurt, you know, he want, he wants to feel it. And that's, that's a different mindset. Yeah. You don't go into many rooms. I, I just get back from Antarctica and I was at a table similar to this and you have SEAL team six, you have Al Tunnel just did free solo. And, uh, they're, they're talking about stories that, most humans, 99.9% of humans wouldn't even think about even doing, you know? Right. And it, I don't know, it's just, you, you surround yourself with good people and then things just keep expanding. Your brain just keeps expanding onto what's possible. Wow. What's the most the craziest thing you've ever, like the most crazy adventure you've ever done? Chris? I think uh, two months ago was pretty good. Yeah, that was nuts. Uh, so we did the seven marathons in seven days in seven continents um, with also a bunch of Navy SEALs and Green Berets and also for a cause in mental health and suicide prevention. But yeah, going around the world, trying to fit all that in, in a matter of 24 hours on the continent wow. before you move to the next one. And it's mainly the jumping, um, jumping out of airplanes, out of helicopters, where you're trying to get the safety protocols in and then also still run a marathon and figure all that out. So that was uh, pretty exhausting, but again, it's like he said, the stories and the experience and the, the suffering it just opens a space within us that just, I, I believe it creates more real estate in the mind. Yeah. You go to the dark corners of the mind and you sort of open that door, turn the light on, and look around and go, okay, I can use this real estate. Or sometimes you shut that light off, close the door and say, I'm not going to that door again. That's right. But it just, it, it allows you to just see the world in a different light. How old are you? 53. So you're the oldest, you said? 67? You look great. You're 83. You look great. Yeah, you look excellent. You look great. Right I like you're How old are you? 52. 52? How old are you? 52. 57. 50. 54. About 30. Wow, so you're way, wait. This is so young. Take Devin out of the equation. Our average age This has to be a move. I swear to you, this should be like one of these like funny Chris Farley kind of type of movies. Like all these, a bunch of like 50 year olds on bikes and a 30 year old. Like, I think it's hilarious. And the least experienced one is the youngest. Right. Yes. We brought the younger to learn. I'm here to learn. But crazy fit. I mean, yeah, I you'll, be, you'll be like whipping by, like you'll be, you'll be back home in like, what, what three days, four days maybe? I'm just off the Chris. The, the hundred mile tomorrow. I don't know. I'm right out of the gate. Let's go. Hundred miles. Yeah. Am I? Is there like? A, is there a charity attached? What am I yes. missing? Yes. Charity. Massive. That's yeah. the biggest part. Yes. So you know, for all of us growing up, having a bike as a kid was a big part of our childhood. It gave us, you know, the ability to roam around. And Absolutely. so, for every, we're the goal is that we we partnered up with an organization called Bike. Uh, what is the category? Bikes for Kids Foundation.org. Bikes for Kids Foundation.org. I was confused that. And 100% of the of the proceeds go to give kids in second and third grade bicycles and helmets that wouldn't otherwise have an opportunity to get it. Yeah. So it's Bikes Bikes for Kids, kids Foundation.org. Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. So it costs $135 to get a child a bike and a helmet. And they put these kids through a leadership curriculum to make them earn the bike. And so far to date, we've raised, we've uh, already donated about 500 bikes. 
We haven't even gotten started the ride yet. So the goal is- 500 bikes already? Yeah. So the goal is to get 3,000, one for every mile, which is the goal, which would be 300 grand, 300 something thousand dollars. So hopefully we'll get it. And what are you going to do with all the documented like footage? Are you going to try to like do a, like an actual doc for like Netflix on this or like make it into a, like a, like a Will Ferrell movie? Or what are you going to do with it? Just have it for like safe. Will Ferrell just, should show up. I'm yeah. telling you, like this is like increment. I feel like the same vibe. I'm telling you, I do. Another place, I think. I, no, I'm like feeling but you guys on. on the bike, like just riding like randomly. There's a couple of you guys who are like pros, but you know, it's just. But it's I think like, I one of the things, like, and this is sort of stealing from my talk tomorrow morning before we roll, is that you know that documentary, those videos, these stories. Well, we're 75, now yeah. 80, and we're sitting on each respective porch going like, you know what, we've had some fun. Have it, have footage of it, and have that yeah. smirk of just, yeah, <laughs> we did that. And the stories and the experiences with that, that's what I want. Yeah. With that, and just always knowing, yeah, you want to see this, kids? That's what your dad did, or this is what your grandfather did. Yeah. And just, then seeing the camaraderie, seeing the support, seeing the outpouring of like helping each other across the country and getting that, I think that's in line. Yeah, I agree. And Jen, oh, like, yeah. was, the, so one thing is, is that might be getting lost a little bit is that, that we're doing this in 14 days. It's a pretty aggressive amount of time to yeah. do this. You know, there's a lot of people who get across like, you know, the fastest people on a bike an individual can get across, they, they barely sleep, maybe for two hours a, day, a night, they get across in six or seven days. Best that, in the world. But that's crazy. You know, that's like, that's like well, not crazy, but we're, you yeah. know, everyone's version of crazy is different. Right. But we're still doing it in 14 days, you know, and that's a, an aggressive number. It's not like we're just taking a backpack and saying, hey, I got two months to get across the country. Yeah. So I it's like, a, it is that, there is that element that we have a lot to do tomorrow. <laughs> no, I know. And that's why yeah. I said initially, and the next like, day, and the next day, and the next day. for 14 yeah. days. Yeah. How many hours are you expecting to be on? Like, not say, not, not holding you to it, but well, how many hours do you expect to be on the bike? Probably day? Eight, eight, eight to 10 hours okay. a day on the bike, yeah. Eight and that will be broken up. Like, it won't might maybe be eight hours straight. It might be three in the morning, three around lunchtime, and then another two in the evening, right? But no one's doing all 3,000 miles. We're breaking it up into. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to go all the way through. That would be just like. We would make it. It would, it would take more yeah. Right. I thought people are, I, I was under the impression that you were allowed to kind of not do it if you don't want to. But the, right. So but, we're going in and out. But Guys you can go in and out. out. Oh, you can do that. Break it up. I want to know what other things are on your bucket list besides the ultra marathon, this riding across the country for 14 days. What other things, like what's next year? That you're, what, well, I've crossed a couple of them off. I so know. So one was to write a book. One was to have a song in a movie, which I did. Right. One was to ride my bike. One was to get a black belt in Krav Maga, which is a self-defense thing, which I did, haven't done. And, Maybe and next year. It will take take some time. Yeah, um, take a little time. Yeah, so I mean, I've been able to check a bunch of them off. Ultra marathon I did, run 100 miles I did. So, Ultraman. yeah, Ultraman. So I don't know, you know, I, as you get older and you have kids, those things change a little bit. But this is something I, I really wanted to do. I really wanted to see the country on two wheels. And again, have like, it's like part endurance event, part vacation, part adventure. So it's just hard to get all those things with one stone. Totally. And that's the thing with bucket lists too. I mean, they change as you get older. Like the things that might've been on your bucket list when you're 25, 30, 
are going to be different when you're 55, 60, right? And so that also, I believe, like for a guy like Jesse, it'll present itself. Mm-hmm. It'll present itself what the next thing is where he's like, you know what? That resonates. Right. What's that thing? Muskogee? No, Muskogee. Muskogee. What is it? Like the exact definition of that. There really isn't one, but we've kind of reinvented it to just do one big thing, one year-defined thing. Okay, here. that's the. Yeah. And this is it this for is all it. of you. Yeah, this is this is it. Is there anything else we can you know talk about? Does anyone else have anything like what would be on your bucket list that you will that you'd like this to is, do? This is this is surely one of them. Is this it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the seven yeah. day thing that you did. Is there anything else that? Yeah, you Yeah, I got do? to do two in a matter of uh, two months. <laughs> I got to return home to <laughs> somewhat of a family. What's on your bucket list? Left and uh, like like uh, like you said, it's something. It's just gonna present itself. You know, just crazy adventures. I just want to be ready and uh, you're going to come up with something. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. My list. What's the line of Jesse? Jesse. 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 Tim, Kevin, and I all did a uh, cross country hut to hut ski thing in Maine, also. That was crazy. That was pretty. Yeah. You were on that trip, right? Yeah. 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 No, because I was like, getting them all confused with like, Arizona with uh, Colorado Springs. Yeah, that yeah, good. So yeah, we've done a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah and if the Hawks win <laughs> tonight, it's looking pretty good. good. Yeah, with the Hawks win, we're going to the game. What yeah. is that? Thursday? Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. What happened? How does that happen? You well, have your bike. You have your well, we'll go to the game and I'll fly back to where we left off. Oh, excuse me. You're right. Okay. So yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, is there anything else to add to this? very unique podcast episode. You know what? It was really fun because it got us a chance. It got everyone here a chance to kind of just yeah, talk. talk a little bit about each one of us. So yeah. thank you. No, this is yeah. great. Thank you guys for uh, doing this. And thank I wish you. you guys all the luck and you won't need it. And have a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks. Sure. What, do you have an extra bike? Does Nate have an extra bike for me? He can there let me do it. There is an extra bike. Go ride tandem. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I'll go the handlebars. I'll go the handlebars. Jen, you should meet us at the end. Oh yes, this is what we're like. exactly. Where are you guys? <laughs> the second half of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Where, That's actually saying. a very good idea. Oh, Where are you guys finishing the whole thing? Oh, are you watching the game? Saint Augustine, Florida. Saint Augustine, Florida. Oh wow. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. Where are we finishing? We're finishing in Florida. No, no, no. He just told oh, me. Yeah, the answer was already given to me. Thank you, Devin. Keep on watching the game. Sorry. You know, go ahead. But thanks for being, thanks for paying attention. Thanks for paying attention. Uh, I think we're good now, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. 
Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.